From runasradio.com, you're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 453, Windows as a Service with guest Mark Manassi, recorded Monday, December 14th, 2015. Run As Radio is produced each week by Pwop Productions, providing professional media and podcasting services online at pwop.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio. Thank you, Brendan. This is Richard Campbell, and this is the last show of the year for Run As Radio. We made it through 2015, ready to start with 2016, so I have to bring back one of my favorite guests and favorite people in the whole world, Mark Rasinovich. Oh, wait a second. Close. Mr. Manassi, are you there? Let's cut to the chase. <laughs> I have been to Skywalker Ranch, and here they are, the spoilers, right now. Oh, you're doing it, are you? That's the where you're going to go? The black guy is actually Darth Vader reincarnated <laughs> as a black guy. <laughs> the weird guy with the funny nose, they just did that because they have to. And as it turns out, we'll find out in the third episode that it's really a woman. <laughs> Uh, I've got my VIP tickets. I'm going, but we're recording this a few you weeks know, ahead. So my a love of my life, Brandy, is not she's not a science fiction movie person. So we've been slowly watching all of the first six. And Star Wars is not really science fiction; it's fantasy. I would say I've called, now that I've watched Phantom Menace, Clone, Jedi, One, New Hope. It's basically kid stuff. It's yeah. stuff how kids said. But it, I dragged her through the first bunch, which were so horrible. See, I think you did them in the wrong order. Have you heard this idea? Machete? The yeah, machete? Four, five, two, three, six. You know what? I just need. No, no, no. Everyone has to experience Phantom Menace. No. No, you really don't. But I'll, wait, 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 wait. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you, you, you've done photo developing, right? Yes. Okay. So you know how, like, you, you want one pixel that is, that is exactly black. And one pixel is exactly white because mm-hmm. that helps the eye see the contrast. Yes. Seeing Phantom Menace it prepares you for how bad a Star Wars movie <laughs> can be. But, but to start so, so, that no, way. No, 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 no. You need that anchor because I think this is going to be a terrible movie. I really think this is going <sighs> to be somewhere not as good as Empire, probably not as good as New Hope, probably better than The Two Jedis, <sighs> um, Sith Jedi ones. So it's – and it's Disney. Yeah, but it's but it's Abrams. I have more faith in Abrams than I have in Disney. Abrams turned Star Trek movies into Star Wars movies. I hate him. He must die. Okay. And by the way, lens flares annoy the living crap out of me. <laughs> I liked eight millimeter. It was fun. Yeah. He's a he's a talented man when he wants to be. Yes. But yeah, I don't understand. Well it'll be interesting to see what happens. By the time this show airs, it will have happened. <laughs> okay then. Um I'm gonna say that uh, oh golly! What prediction we have? Because they're bringing all the old ones back. Well, uh, the, the question, the, the question on everyone's mind is: Is Luke turned to the dark side? That's an easy question. Who got the movies afterwards? What did he have? Like two or three movies? Something. The, Corvette Summer. Oh boy. The, the bright side. The bright side guy was was Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. he he was the one that really that that was the two messages of the movies that Han Solo is the cool guy mm-hmm. and Darth, Darth. It's all about Darth Vader. It's so, all about Darth Vader. So that's but yeah yeah who. who, who and here they are making a Star Wars movie without Darth Vader. Do you know that for certain? I guess I don't. We I've have the snorkel nose guys. You might go, oh, oh, don't imagine oh, I'm someone oh, you've heard before. 
this is our last show, and we should try to be productive, more, which is more than we've well, done. Why would we start <laughs> now? <laughs> so, so uh, uh, I'm going to turn things around on you here, Richard. Okay, hit me. Uh, so, I think we should talk about Windows as a service, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm doing Windows 10 stuff now. I've been studying it like crazy. Mm-hmm. My course is finally finished, thank God. I've taught it to a few people. And if you'd like me to come to your your organization and do one day of totally intensive, this is new on Windows 10, give me a uh, get touch with me. But anyway, the Windows as a service thing is this whole idea about where Windows 10 is the last Windows, whereas, but it also changes all the time. And it confuses the heck out of people. So mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's give people a little taste of what this is, this is all about. And the reason I'm going to turn it around on you is that let me introduce the notion of Windows as a service. The notion with Windows as a service, and you talked about that with Surat uh, in a previous episode. You yes. talked about it with me a little bit, previous episode. So let's just say the idea is you get Windows 10, but it's not really the last version. They're messing with it all the time. Yeah. I'm on the Windows Insider Hub. You probably are also. Mm-hmm. And that means every roughly four weeks? Something like that, yeah. We get a new build, and it makes believe it's a new Windows. And sometimes it's just, oh, they changed the icons, you know, or or something stupid in settings was fixed. And we got the big one, 15, whatever it was, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to deliver on all the promise. The theory was that, yeah, we're going to deliver something in July, but it's kind of half-baked. And in November, we're going to get something that looks more like what we think Windows 10 is. And I hope everybody's downloaded it. I hope everybody's tried it. It's There are some good things about it. Uh, some stuff they did in Edge was nice. Edge finally has right-click, save, link as. And, yeah, thank and, goodness. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I want to like Edge. I really do. It's on my Windows phone. Yeah. It's better than IE was, you know, so... Yeah, but, but that's not saying much. Uh, <clears throat> well, it, it, I, I think there's some real positives about it, but mm-hmm. it, it, in any case. So the notion here is that we're getting a new, you and I get a new version of Windows every month or so. Mm-hmm. Normal humans should expect to see two or three a year. Right. So the notion is that it's not really just one Windows 10. There's going to be a Windows 10.1 and 10. Point, that's not the names for it. No. 0.5, whatever. So we just see several of those. That's the first thing about it. And that's based on a notion called Agile. And that's why I'm going to turn things around. I'm going to interview you. Uh-oh. I want you to briefly talk to people. So the whole notion with Agile is that you should be constantly, if I understand it right, is that you should be constantly uh, taking your system, whatever it is, throwing new stuff in it, try things out. And because you're doing a release every 15 minutes, if you broke something, no problem. We'll get it fixed in the next hour and a half or something along those lines. And why does this make – see, I – for those who, this is an IT pro show. I know we have some devs that listen. So yes. just understand that, that I have been doing development since 1973, but I do it in the sense with, I do it with hand saws and screwdrivers that don't have batteries on them. <laughs> so for the IT pros out there, I know what, excuse me, for the devs out there, I know what, how this is going on, but I don't use power tools. Devs have, for IT pros, let me tell you, devs have power tools where they make their lives easier writing code yes. with various and sundry you know, levers, et cetera. Lots of automation. And, and Agile is one of those things. Now, why is this not a crazy idea, Richard? I would think that the notion of having a mission-critical system where we just decide to screw with it <laughs> every day or so uh, would be a recipe for disaster. Well, and every day or so is not fast enough. I mean, we're going even faster than that. I think with a, there's, there's a couple of big important parts to this. One is that we can build environments in minutes, that we can write scripts that basically construct the entire application space 
in such a small amount of time that we can tear them down and build new ones repeatedly. And then you combine that with the cloud with utility computing. So I don't own the hardware anymore. I don't update servers anymore. I build a new set of servers from my scripts. I transfer the workloads over to those new servers and I kill the old ones. So, I mean, we have tooling to make that a little more feasible. Richard, Richard, you're not helping. No. Uh, so here, let me ask a question again. Windows is a big piece of software. Yes. Okay. They're screwing with it in that they've got a new build every day. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that. But roughly every four weeks, they're tossing this out and they're changing stuff. Right. How is that better than saying, okay, every year, every two years, there's going to be a new Windows? Well, I, th- I think we, we've granulated features now that it's small changes all of the time. I mean, they were always done daily builds. They just didn't show them to us. Right. You know, the, the, yes. the difference now is that for those who choose to be the victims, we're all the beta testers now. But that's the point. And thank you. Let's keep on this, but let mm-hmm. me just sidebar here. No one chooses to be the victim. If you are Windows 10, you can choose to be the victim like you and I do that every three or four weeks we get a build. Yes. But, and this is the important point, everybody lean close to your speakers. Microsoft, as I said, is going to release a subversion, subversion, whatever it is, of Windows two or three times a year. Mm -hmm. You can choose to ignore it for 12 months. Right. That's the big thing. If Microsoft just said, hey, we're slapping stuff against the wall and you don't like it, no worries. They're saying at least once a year, you have to adopt one of these new subversions. Subversions, sorry. Subversions. Mm -hmm. And... If you don't, here's the price you pay. You don't get security patches anymore. Right. Yes, that's fr- that's right, friends. You heard that right. So Windows, let's say you that you decide, your company decides to go with build 15, whatever the heck it is, which came out in November. Great. Let's say that Microsoft comes out with two big lumps between now and November of 2016. Sometime around the middle of no- November 2016, if you haven't adopted one of those lumps, if you haven't upgraded all of the systems in your organization to this new version of Windows, (laughs) security patches don't come down anymore. That seems very, very, very bad, doesn't it? Well, it's certainly one way to encourage people to move a bit faster. Whoa, 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 whoa. What what do you mean move a bit faster? Now, stop being being who you are, the developer guy that builds great websites (laughs) that can change every 15 minutes, and if somebody comes with a machine gun... It took me eight years to get a new run-as-radio site up. Eight years. That doesn't sound very agile, Richard. No. And, and, and let's be clear. The old site was the placeholder site I put up in 2007. I remember that. Yes. I remember that you did. It, it was called the placeholder site. Yeah. As a matter of fact. But, but we, no, here's my point. Now imagine we're Exxon or imagine we're some other large organization. Yes. How happy. How quickly do we move when it comes to IT? We're not an IT company. No. We're a company that does does you know energy and we happen to have it as an enabling technology just as we have buildings and drill rigs as enabling technologies if if our vendors came to us and said you got to put in new drill rigs every year (laughs) or the oil stops flowing or if we say you got to put new buildings in every year uh or the rain comes down right well and, and to that point notice the u.s navy said hey we're not going to be switching off of windows xp solve this for us and Microsoft solved it for them. They have missile systems. That's the reason Microsoft did that. Mm-hmm. 
and Microsoft is near the water. So <laughs> I, think, I think it's pretty so obvious. You, you, you figure that Triton missile test out of San Diego was actually micro, it was actually the U.S. Navy ways of saying, no, really, keep supporting XP. No, I'm saying that if Microsoft were based in Utah, they might not have had that leverage. <laughs> Redmond's not that close to the sea, but yeah. I'm, 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 I'm really, I think I, I appreciate Microsoft's position on this in the sense that, hey, they, they recognize that an awful lot of their tech support comes from the fact that people are running stuff that isn't updated. And so they, you know, when you're half the time you call PSS, their answer is get the patch. But at the same time, I don't know that they're going to be able to adhere. You know, they're, this is a proposal they put out there that they're only going to, they're, it's only going to be every year. I don't know that it's really true. Well, hang on, hang on. With respect, Richard, you, you, you got it backwards. And, and by the way, for everybody, get ready for new terminology, okay? You know these words. They mean something different now. Update and upgrade. Mm-hmm. Now, right, update means in Microsoft terms those security patches that you know and love that we install on Patch Tuesday, second Tuesday of every month, which is a holy day of obligation for IT pros, right? <laughs> and what? Is that laughter out there? Is there a Catholic in the crowd? My God. <laughs> anyway, so... Those are now called, we call them patches, updates right. are now the word for it. Upgrade is delivered through the same process. Again, I don't know if everyone listening knows this, but when you get some new feature or some new version of Windows, you're getting that through the same avenues, the whole Windows Update Avenue, which, by the way, works great, works very, very nicely. And they've also done something that made tremendous sense when they put it in branch cache back in 08 or 08 or 2 but if you're now in an organization with lots and lots of people in the building then when those big updates again updates those are the patches and upgrades which are the whole new versions of windows mm-hmm. when they come into the building all of your systems in the building that are windows 10 systems do this kind of torrent thing where they exchange all the new updates amongst themselves which right. is great it's a real it's a bandwidth saver i want to see more and more of it and for some reason microsoft people turn purple when you say torrent like things yes they really, really do. And I don't know why. I mean, because <laughs> let me go back and say it slowly. So Michael Nihas, who's a very nice man, a good friend, doesn't kill me the next time. It's like, it's torrent-like. Yes. It's not a torrent technology. No. It's just the concepts you already know in your brain about how torrents work. Copy those and paint them a different color and stick them in a box as to how Windows updates work. I mean, work. the joke is torrents came from the Linux community wanting to save bandwidth for OS updates. That's true. You know, this is the origin of this in the first place. The funny part is uh, you can tell when you have a bunch of insiders in the building and and, uh, there's a new drop because it cripples your network. (laughs) We had this. I've had this happen at two conferences now. And it's all the speakers. It's not the attendees, right. but fifty right. speakers, all with this stuff turned on, and it'll it'll drop any convention center's network to its knees. Which is usually not terribly difficult. If you open those little boxes for the wireless stuff that's sitting about eight feet off the ground, the words "linksys" appear more often than <laughs> I'm sure that they, that they really would. But let me go back because you you made a good point. You said. The first thing PSS does is say, says, are you up to date? Right. Let's, t- that, that's, let's turn that into 2015 terminology. In other words, do you have all of the available updates, not yes. the upgrades? I agree with you there, and so does Microsoft. My point is this. That's, what they're doing is that's backwards. They're saying you must do upgrades. If you do not upgrade your entire operating system once a year, you will be you'll be blocked. You will no longer get new security patches, new updates. And so 
this Windows as a Service is not forcing anyone to stay right with Jesus on their security patch. Right. This is doing the exact opposite. It's saying, we're going to put you in a situation where you're fat, dumb, unhappy with your Windows 10 boxes. And oh, by the way, you're going to have to do an in-place upgrade on 10,000 machines. We don't, again, IT is an infrastructure. You and I are geeks. We love this stuff. I want the Windows 10. I want a Windows 25. I want Windows every week. But if that's not my job, then the fact that we're dragging people, that Microsoft's dragging people into updating every year, I think is going to make people very unhappy. Now, you and I both know there's an answer to that. Let's put that aside. But it seems to me that this is going to be a big, big, when I have managers in the room, their eyes shut down. They're like, okay, I'm going to ask this, Mark, because I trust you. Did I hear the following? And they, they, they feed it back to me and I say yes. And th- their eyes get bigger and they say, what are those people thinking? It just seems to me that this is too much. If I have to make a prediction about something that's going to happen next year, again, Mike, let's be very clear, everybody. Microsoft's heart is in the right place. The reason that they're doing the agility stuff is the world changes so rapidly. You, if you have an iPad in your hand, tell me how many of you haven't updated your iPads to iOS 9? Hands up. See, not many of you. You went out and you, you, you trusted. The Apple update, which in the case of iOS 9 was a very, very bad <laughs> bit of trusting. And if I recall correctly, when Build 15, whatever it was, came out, Richard, wasn't there some problems with that? Here was the first time that Microsoft's going live with a new version of Windows that everybody, not just our geeks, get. And what happened? You remember this? It had a problem. Yeah, there was some kind of mess about where it would half download and then lock up. And uh, I, so, that, so this is... The sad part is that this the the science fiction bad scenario that all of us thought wouldn't happen kind of happened. So almost so, exactly what happened. I'm sort of hoping that next year they say so again. Let's review everybody. There'll be two, maybe three versions of Windows every year. New versions every year. You have to upgrade to them within 12 months, or you will lose access to security patches. Absolutely. And give me one second to pay the bills, because Run As Radio is brought to you by ScriptRock, the fighters of configuration drift. Configuration drift happens in every environment from five nodes to 5,000. ScriptRock will find and scan the configs of every node in your environment, no matter the platform, and alert you to changes happening across machines. And now with the latest update, ScriptRock offers vulnerability scanning on all your nodes at no extra cost. Give it a try for three months free with the coupon code RUNASRADIO, all one word, at scriptrock.com slash runasradio. Okay, so the you know the other scenario is this is maybe that's just the window of when stuff is free. As soon as you fall out of that window, you can continue to get the patches, but you have to pay for them. I think the better answer is how about this one? Either when you buy the thing, it's thirty bucks if you go with the one year window, right? Forty bucks if you want the two year window, <laughs> Some, something like that. Because yeah. I mean, look, they, they you know how big a window do we have for XP? What was it, two thousand one until? Uh, a couple of years ago. Right, right. and it, it was supposed to be 10 years, and they extended it. Right, exactly. If they could do 10-year windows, that should be the, the, the default, which, by the way, we have to mention this with, to be complete, that's an alternative. Mm-hmm. There's an alternative here where you can say, this whole Windows-as-a-service thing sounds gosh darn crazy. Mm-hmm. And so we like new features, but we want to control when we can update them. And so they have a version. I think this is only a version of enterprise and education. I could be wrong about that. It may be that they'll do this for pro, but it's it's called the Long-Term Servicing Branch, or LTSB. And if you get this, you put this on a computer, 
And it, it's like the Windows you know. It's Windows 10. You got all the Windows 10 stuff. You get patches every month. You don't get new features. You can stay with that for up to 10 years, and then you have to upgrade. And again, we were talking about situations where there's people who might not like this idea. Mm-hmm. This, I have to update every year. And one of them is medical stuff. Now, if this computer driving the thing that's pumping radiation into cancers in me, I'm not excited about the idea that it hasn't been recertified every three months. And right. I think probably that's going to be, anyway, it's something to, it's something for everyone to be aware of. Well, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it actually goes down too. I mean, Windows service almost seems ridiculous because it's, it's not a service model, right? It's an operating system. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, it, I think it's just that they're selling it to the crowd. IT pros have heard as, you know, they know their as is right. from the last few years. Infrastructure as a service and hard, what, for a while it was hardware as a service and it became infrastructure as a service, et cetera. If I say identity as a service, there's enough holes drilled in people's heads that they can guess what I'm talking about before I explain it. <laughs> so I think in the same way, you know, calling something Windows as a service is probably their answer. And it was kind of funny. I'm sure you know this. But about the same time they announced this, they also registered a a, a DNS domain called Windows365.com. <laughs> and to the best of my knowledge, they've done nothing with that yet. But it was it was a it was a good try. Let's talk about some other stuff, too, along those lines. Is that if you're really, if you're really excited about following this stuff, remember I said that you've got to update every 12 months. Let's, yes. let's zero in on a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Because what happens, as you said, for as long as I can remember, Microsoft has done at least one and possibly more daily builds. And if you ever go into the room, you've probably been there with the servers that are going, that are compiling, because how many lines of code is Windows? I don't know, but it's, it's unbelievable. It's millions, tens of millions, etc. So it takes a good long time to do this, right? Well, they do these builds uh, evening, uh, every, every day, every evening. And you can actually find these on, uh, is it uh, BuildFeed? BuildFeed.net? Something like that. Something like, like that. And what they're calling these, these builds now is they're referred to as flights. So that's a new phrase to know. So fl- it may not be a new phrase among developers, but the flights idea is that build and flight are kind of the same thing, except, uh, and build, by the way, for the, for the non-developers, is the name for this interim thing we just built for today mm-hmm. and they refer to low flights medium flights and high flights and what that talks about is that if i've got this right the high flights are released not only to internal microsoft but other people as well and may well end up being the ones out in the general population so flights is one phrase to know and the other one is rings and branches mm. yeah so if you and i worked in the operating system group if we were developers in the windows world then Pretty much every morning, our computer would get a new version of Windows. Uh, idea being that if we're the guys writing the code, then we should be dealing with most of the, the bad side effects. The phrase Microsoft uses is dog fooding, which I have never. It's, it's not the nicest phrase. It's unattractive. And where it comes from is that uh, Dave Cutler, who, where's Cutler? Is he still with Microsoft? Is he he is. He's still a tech fellow. He's been one of those guys I, I watch closely because wherever he is, you know something's happening. It's true. It's true. And he's been a cloud guy for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Well, he was he was on the Xbox team for a bit when when uh, the Windows 10 kernel is being integrated into Xbox. Oh. So now that that's done, he's he's moving on from there. 
But yeah, if you really want to know what's going on with Microsoft, pay attention to where Dave Cutler is. Because wherever he goes, the kernel gets spread. <laughs> so so anyway, uh, Cutler had this had this notion way, way back in the early NT days where he said that the, the group should be eating their own dog food. That's where the phrase dog fooding comes from, mm-hmm. for those who never heard it. And again, it still doesn't make any sense to me because um, I don't eat dog food. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Maybe we should call ourselves pizza chefs and say eating our own pizza. I can see that. <laughs> that would actually be pretty good. We could start having names for Windows like those silly Android names. You know, Android. Yeah, they Kit Kat and they're all they're all candy. Empty calorie things that give you diabetes. That's right. <laughs> Marshmallow. And there's the, 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 that's the interesting th- thing too, is that it's interesting they stopped at Windows ten because so did the Mac, right? Right. Remember the Mac had OS three and OS four and for some reason when they went to OS X, OS ten, they just stopped. Yep. And they started naming it after animals and whatever it is that they're naming them after uh, now. So anyway, uh, so rings are the notion is that you we get this new build. And the build is tried out first by the operating system group. They are the innermost ring, which means they get it the fastest. Mm-hmm. And then once that's okay, and I may have this wrong. I, my understanding is that there's, there's a secondary group inside Microsoft, the Canary Group. So it's not the, not the whole company. It's some group that's larger than the operating system group. And by the way, when you're talking about that, you have to say OSG, operating system group. You sound like an insider. <laughs> and then once those guys, so once OSG doesn't hate it, then they send it to the canaries. And here, of course, we're talking about canaries in a coal mine. Mm-hmm. And if they don't hate it, it goes to Microsoft in general. So you see how these rings are expanding larger yeah. and larger and larger. Put that picture in your head, everybody out there. And then the first ring where it might touch you and me is the insiders and insider hub. Right. So if you join the Insider Hub, and be careful. I mean, don't do this unless you're willing to commit to it. Because if you don't like the fact that your operating system is changing every few weeks, against Richard and I don't have a problem with that. But if Richard and I did have a problem with that, if we unset to leave the Insider's group, our Windows will uninstall itself and go back down to the last official version. Yes. Which might be a little disruptive. So. Well, yeah. If you if you're putting the insider's build on a machine you care about, you're already making a mistake. Really? That's a mistake. You wouldn't do that, Richard? <laughs> I I have a secondary <laughs> laptop that's running the insider build, but it the emphasis is on secondary. Now, you see, that's interesting because I was at the same conference that you were at when one of those big builds came down. Yep. And it looked to me like pretty much everybody was working on their main laptop. Yeah, Hanselman was, was was growling about something, and, yep. and, and it was clearly the, the machine that he carries around all the time. And yeah, well, he's a blue badge, so you know he's he's quote true. unquote eating the dog food. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, so anyway, the, and, and within the insiders, okay. So let's uh, technically the insiders is called a branch, mm-hmm. and here we go. Is that when you're on the insiders, you get, you then get to say, okay, I'm an insider, but. Give it to me slowly. Let other people test it before I see it. Right. That's the slow ring. So now we're talking about branches are, are larger than rings. And then within the, the insider's uh, branch, we have two rings, the slow ring and the fast one. And then from there, then it starts going out to the people in general. And so what do we see? We saw OSG. We got the Canaries. We got Microsoft in general. We then have the insiders. And insiders have a, a sub-branch, which are rings. Then from there, there's another branch called the common branch. And the common branch is everybody. There's a point where some some new version of Windows has wormed its way out into the general population, and it slowly trickles down to everybody. At this point, it's about 
presumably about four months old, right? Remember, you've got to adopt it in in 12 months. Well, that means that you really don't have 12 months. You kind of got eight. Yep. And that's the common branch. Well, now there's one more. There's yet another. And that yet one is called the common branch for business. It's sort of a misleading name because anyone can join it. Right. And there's a checkbox in settings that says defer upgrades. So, again, if we're listening close here, you're going to get four months, you know, the, the updates that have, that have worked their way. For example, did you know that when a photon is created in the sun, which eventually becomes light, the center of the sun is so densely packed with energy that that photon bounces around for 150,000 years until it gets to the surface of the sun. And at that point, it takes it only, what, eight, nine minutes to get to Earth. Right. So in that same way, think of these bills as photons in the sun getting hotter and hotter and hotter and slowly working their way out. So by the time it gets to the general population, that's a four-month-old photon. Well, and, and it's, it's been, got, and, but it's been beat on too. There's a certain amount of pain. There's an awful lot of those photons that never escape the sun too. You know, looking at the build list off of build feed, there's plenty of these builds that have never gotten outside of the canary ring. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And it, it's actually, it's interesting how minor some of them. I, do you recall the first interim build we got? I think it changed some icons. Uh, they really, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm dead serious. I can point to you. I point to some icons in control panel that are a lot more intricate, which is funny because I thought we were going down the road of simple, less intricate. Exactly. Yeah. One, you know, two colors and one is white. Not everybody know. agrees with this concept of the ultra simple uh, icon, clearly. The metro icons. Yeah. Anyway, so. So beyond that, if you've checked that box, you're, now, you're in the common branch for business, which, okay, well, now it's out amongst the general population. And I may have these numbers wrong, but at that point, it's the clock's been ticking for, for eight months. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a lot of time after that. Uh, if you want, you can take things a step further with WSUS or with Config Manager, mm-hmm. and you can create rings of your own. And that's the original Microsoft model, but given that it's it's taken so long before it gets out there, I continue to think that ultimately this is a good idea. I really like the idea that that if you don't mind standing next to the sun, you can have a constant feed of cool new stuff to play with, but it's a choice you make. Yeah, you won't get a lot of work done, but you'll play with a lot of cool stuff. That's not really true. I've only lost <coughs> a couple of <coughs> projects <coughs> to a new version <laughs> of Windows. <laughs> No, actually, I, I, I hate to admit this, but I a new version of Windows came up, and the, the interim versions, you may know, mess with our start screen. Mm-hmm. So I get my start screen just the way I like it. Yes. Like, I've got a little line that's got browsers. For some reason, it always takes Internet Explorer out yeah. and and moves Chrome to the back of the bus or something yes. like this. And sets Almost your the- default back to Edge. Does it set the default? It always resets the default back to Edge, yes. Okay. I, I hadn't noticed that because a Chrome is my <clears throat> – I mean, uh, a non-Microsoft browser is is my default. But And I didn't think it changed that. But in any case, but there's a few small things. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to use uh, import-start layout and just not you know, not let it break my start screen. And I, so I booted up a WinPE USB stick mm-hmm. so as to be able to get that ready. And it took a little long to boot, and that's when I realized that it wasn't a WinPE USB stick. It was actually a Windows Image and Configuration Designer uh, imaging USB, which has already flattened my hard drive, wiped out all my data. Oh, man. Backups on a regular basis. Yeah. And by the way, along those lines, I don't know if you actually back your laptops. 
up or not. Because there's so much stuff in the cloud, many people do not. I like to back up my entire OS because there's so much stuff, and I don't want to rearrange it. Mm -hmm. You may know that the VM guys, about a year ago, introduced a terrific endpoint backup tool. I believe it's called VM Endpoint Backup. And if anyone's not doing it, if you love Acronis, I love Acronis. It's just, it costs money. If you liked Windows Image Backup, but then Microsoft de-emphasized it. If you like any of those things, this VM Image Backup thing is absolutely, incredibly, wonderfully cool. Uh, they've also done something else along those lines with virtual machines. So if you're doing Hyper-V, as I know you are, and as I am, there's always been this question of, how do I backup a VM? And Microsoft's answer with Hyper-V has been, um, well, huh. Yeah, we're working on that. Whereas this new VM tool is absolutely wonderful, you know. But in any case, so yes, th- there can be some some issues when you're rolling from from, from one version to another. But, but my, my, my point is, if you want to choose to stand next to the sun and get very, very, very quick updates, stuff to play with, fantastic. But if you want to sit out, you know, by Pluto or Jupiter or something and say, I'll accept less radiation, but also less change. Right. I think that's awesome. I just think that the range shouldn't be zero to 12 months. Given that they are currently supporting operating systems for the last 10 years, yeah. and they want to get past that, let's be clear. Let's cut them some slack, because now there is, in the wild, at least two versions of, well, if you include the insiders, there's like six versions of Windows 10. I can see why they wouldn't want to have to support 10 years of it, but I think they should give us a dial. Maybe we should pay for the dial, whatever. I think that I, I think that when we're talking next year at this time, that they will have taken that one-year interval and made it two or three. And at that point, I'll be very excited about Windows as a service, and I think the people that I'm talking to will be more excited about about it as well. I tend to agree. I think they're 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 kiting this idea of a, of a one year window, and it's probably just too soon for that. So again, let me ask, let me interview you here. When people are doing this, is agile. This is an example. It's kind not exactly, but it's it's agilely enough. Mm-hmm. Does Agile work like this? Is it, is it common that if you are developing something that you're supporting the last 12 versions, i.e. everything from the last three months, or how does that work? <laughs> you, uh, you're not actually supporting a lot of those older versions because you're retiring them so quickly. And, and for the most part, the version changes are transparent depending on the kind of apps you're building. So yeah, there, the build rate is very high, but the cloud has opened this door to most of our changes are happening in the cloud. They're not actually happening on the client. So you don't need to roll clients out that fast. You know, if you're using mobile clients and you're using app stores, you just don't get to roll out changes that often. You know, the pretty much the fastest you can get through the Apple app store right now is a week. And so, okay, but, but let's say that, for example, again, I've never built an Apple app, Mm -hmm. but if I were to build some game and I came out with, let's say six fixes a year, is there a policy that I have to support the last five of them? Or is the general notion in Agile that, you know, hey, suck it up, buddy. This is You only get the last one. Yeah, the other ones aren't available. Which is interesting because I have seen agile stuff where version X breaks everything from, from the last 50 versions. Yep. And there's always the question of, well, do I wait an hour and hope that the next one unbreaks it? Or do I try and go back? Unbreaks it. <laughs> And this philosophy of we roll forward, we don't roll back is a very challenging philosophy for a lot of folks. And if we extend this further, I mean, I've been talking about Windows 10 potentially irritating the IT people at Exxon. I don't know those guys. I'm just making it up because they're a big company. Or even the IT people at IBM. What piece of software are we going to see early next year that will really annoy people if it changes every three months? Server 2016. Can you imagine? They're talking about, um, I think I've heard, 
I'm not. Let's just speculate that Server 2016 is the same story. We're going to see three versions of Server every year. Do you think that's going to make a lot of people's head explode or just like everyone's head explode? <laughs> or people just aren't going to do it. You know, the servers are, are servers, If especially if it's on-premise. You're just not that inclined to change gear anymore. You get it up and running, it works right, you leave it alone. You know, and yet, let me turn this around. I, I'm, I'm originally being the curmudgeon, the, hey, I'm going to be cautious, and I'm not going to change my infrastructure, my server infrastructure, unless I have to. And yet, I do. I use Office 365, mm -hmm. and Office 365 is doing that that whole Agile thing. I believe the numbers I've heard bandied about, let's be clear, Office 365 is more than one piece of software, and so I'm about to say what its cycle is, everybody, and... It's actually a lot of interlocking parts, right? So I'm going to simplify and say that each of them gets a new rev about every two weeks, which is, and, and then the, the big flights happen. It looks like about every four to six months, they'll, they'll come up with something new. Right? We're going to change what the admin portal looks like or something right. along those lines. And that's worked okay for me. Mm -hmm. I, I can't say that I've, I can't say it's ever really irritated me. I wonder about the stuff that's out there. I still have no idea what Sway does. I have seen the Sway video with the octopus. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm dead serious. I mean, there's two things I get from Sway. First is apparently it's good for octopus presentations. Right. And the second one is, you know what it looks a lot like? Prezi. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. No, and, I, and I, I'm not going to disagree with you there. I think, uh, I think Microsoft decided they wanted part of the Prezi market. And along <laughs> came Sway. And when why they needed why that needs to be a cloud based application and not something that sits on my computer is is beyond me. Uh, it's an argument every time, right? But but in, in any case, uh, my point here was that on the one hand, I'm saying, oh my god, don't make me change my my web server infrastructure. Oh my god, that's how I make money. So right. I, I want to update that every twelve years. But on the other hand, I'm saying, you know what? I'm I'm running my business largely, uh, a lot of it off Office three six five, and that's changing, that's shifting under my feet. So maybe we're in a world where Agile, which has actually been around for I want to say 10 years since I've heard the word. At least, yeah, longer. Yeah. That maybe they have got it down. Maybe in four years we'll be saying, what hidebound fools we were back in December why of are we Why are we waiting a whole year? That's crazy. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, all right, my friend. I mean, a fun way to end off the year just thinking about Windows in a completely different way. Uh, I think so, because next year. We'll be thinking about Windows in an even more completely different way. But, <laughs> and I know you got to do sign-off thing, but let me offer a tiny ray of hope mm -hmm. for those of you that are worried. To date, the 24th of January, 2020. You can keep running Windows 7 until then. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, before he signs off, hey, thanks for listening to these shows. I can't tell you how much I love the feedback that I get from you guys, and I hope that if you're liking this, drop me a line on marketmanassi.com or tell Richard that he he should keep keeping me on the show. <laughs> and um, everybody, have a great holiday, and I'll see you next year. Thank you, friend, and thank you, dear listener, for listening to Run As Radio. Talk to you next year. 